I've had teams before that if you told them to put it in the mixer, they went home and laid concrete in their backyard. This has been a sad coaching moment by the four Diego's. This is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia. Coming up is a wrap of all things happening in world football. But first, one thing that the Diegos have noticed over the last five years or so, and that's only a small time in our lives, <laughs> is the enormous individual and collective improvement of the standard of football played in the Oceania region. Leading the pack, of course, are the Kiwis, who um, at club and international level have performed really well since the last World Cup in 2010. Joining us today is a Kiwi star who is lighting up the A-League this season. Please, a big four Diego's World Football Weekly welcome to Newcastle Jets and all-white star Jeremy Brocky. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Not at all. Thanks for holding on. It's uh, Rodrigo Rodriguez. With me today is Warren Diego and Carlos Alberto Diego. Now, firstly, congratulations on your personal performances this year. You know, the Jets have had their ups and downs, of course, uh, but you've been in top form and you've scored some cracking goals. You're going to have a pretty um, special highlights reel, aren't you? Yeah, it's um, it's always good being an attacking player to score goals. And uh, more often than not, my, my goals this season have been... Um, yeah, like you described them, spectacular. So, um, yeah, the, the DVD highlights package is coming together quite well and hopefully um, before the end of the season I can add a couple more to that. Jeremy, it's Carlos. Uh, now, Newcastle had a fantastic win against Brisbane Raw, the team that we call Brislona here at uh, Diego Land. Of course, uh, you know, to sit down and beat a, a team like Brisbane Raw, there's got to be a lot of tactics. You've got to maybe, you know, focus on one or two of their really good players like Thomas Broish and, and uh, you know, Mitch Nichols and these sort of guys. Can you divulge what the tactics were from a collective team uh, aspect and also from the individual aspect because there's a lot of A-League coaches that listen to this show and they want to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, look, like you said, um, they're, they're a quality team. They've got some fantastic players and uh, I think uh, we had the mindset of going up to Brisbane. Uh, we were training the week prior to that, um, going uh, a bit more defensive than what we have uh, have been uh, over the last uh, past couple of games and... Um, we conceded that they were probably going to have more of the ball like they have uh, throughout the season. So we were quite happy to sit off and, and try and catch them catch them on the counter-attack. Um, and we, we got that first goal, uh, which is what we were after. And then uh, I guess we sort of just sat in and, and parked the bus. And um, while Brisbane put a lot of pressure on us, uh, the, the 11 out on the park done a great job. And um, it was a well-deserved and well-hard-fought three points. Now, Jeremy, it's not an understatement to say there was a little turmoil early in the season for Newcastle with Branko Kalina and, and, and the change of coach and that sort of stuff. And you brought in, we say boxing's the sweet scientist, science. Well, you guys brought in the soccer scientist in Gary Van Egmond. I'm interested to know what the transition has been for you guys from one coach to another. But also, the other thing I would reflect on in terms of Newcastle's season and where you're sitting is the huge inconsistencies there's been in performance He's trying to change your playing style. Has it been anything to do with that transition to a new style that you think's contributed to the team's inconsistency? Yeah, like you said, um, it's, it's always a tough, tough time when um, you've done a long pre-season with one coach and uh, coming up to a season starting, um, your coach gets sacked and uh, a new one comes along. So we've been training a long, long way, long time um, to Branco's style, but then Gary come in and. Uh, he came in with his thoughts of play and, and how he wanted to play the game, and, and that was how it was going to be. Um, 
so it took it took the players a lot of time to to adjust to that and I think over the last few games uh, we've got a couple of results and, and a couple of games before that we haven't got the results but we're starting to play the way that he wants to play the game so um, it, it's positive going forward from now on but um, yeah it was a tough transition to start with. Here on World Football Weekly we're speaking with all white star Jeremy Brockie. It's uh, Rodrigo Rodriguez here Jeremy. Now you're a young man from New Zealand and uh, you know is it a bit of a buzz to get to go to work every day with two former England internationals like Michael Bridges and Francis Jeffers. Is, uh, have you learnt anything from those guys and uh, being strikers? How do they take it when uh, you actually keep them out of the team? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're two um, top guys off and on the field and uh, everyone knows Bridgie was uh, in retirement earlier on in the season and he was coming in and uh, training with the strikers and, and giving us um, little little pointers to work on. So that was that was fine. And then, uh, yeah, like you said, um, they're two quality players. Um, and so it's a, you've got to perform each week to, to keep that spot on the side because um, it's it's very hard to keep players like Jeffers and Bridges and, and the rest of the boys out of the team. So if, if you don't perform, you'll be out. Um, so you've got to really keep your place. Jeremy, it uh, probably gives you an idea how old the Diego's are when we remember you playing your first game for New Zealand Knights in the old NSL. It's safe to say at that time you were a child prodigy, only a 17-year-old, or you could have been 16, I'm not sure. Our research department tend to muck these things up. You could have been 17, but... Uh, I think it was 17, yeah. Yeah, but you had the dreadlocks going, we remember. the long, And we're pretty envious. If you ever get on the website and have a look at this, we're pretty envious of anyone with hair. Uh, so you, got, you had the dreadlocks going at the time. Can you tell us about what life was like for a young Jeremy Brocky, you know, all those years ago? Yeah, the um, the dreadlocks come from a couple of All Blacks, uh, Umanga and, and Nonu. They were a bit of fans of, uh, I was massive fans of them growing up. I always wanted hair like that. So it, it took a, a few years to convince my, my mum that um, that I could finally get them. And then I guess once I got them, I sort of made them a bit of a statement of my, my own. So um, yeah, it was uh, that's what I was known as, the, the dreadlock kid. And um but they started to get a little bit old and, and dirty, so I had to, had to get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jeremy, Ricky Herbert, the, it's not the man we love. We actually all admire Ricky Herbert for the job that he's done with the All Whites, particularly in the World Cup. I mean, is there a real sense as a New Zealander and the opportunities that exist now in terms of qualifying for the World Cup through Oceania that there's a realistic chance and that it's a really exciting time to be a member of the All Whites team? And the other thing, Part of that question I'd like to ask is: We know that rugby will never be, you know, will never be knocked off as the dominant sport in New Zealand. But you get a sense that there's a really good support of football in New Zealand, and can you see it continuing to grow and and hopefully Wellington becoming even a bigger bigger club within the new A League? Yeah, for sure. Um, when I first made my debut for the All Whites. Um, in 2006 now, um, there, there weren't many uh, supporters turning up to the game. Obviously, uh, there's a lot of football su- uh, supporters in New Zealand, but we'd go to home games and we wouldn't get that much of a crowd. But um, ever since the Wellington Phoenix come into the competition and, and they've uh, made a couple of good runs in the final series, it started to pick up. And then, uh, obviously, the two two massive qualifying games before the last World Cup, um, we had a full house in Wellington, which was amazing to be um, for New Zealand football and then to go over to the World Cup and um, compete and come back unbeaten it just lifted the profile of, of New Zealand football um, to another level and then it's only um, going to get bigger from then on like you say we're, we're in Oceania by ourselves 
uh, with the other island nations now, which has made it uh, easier for us to go to competitions like the Confederations Cup and, and World Cup. So, and then the the Wellington Phoenix uh, are doing well again this year. So, um, football is always going to be growing in the country. There's a lot of juniors that play the game, but um, yeah, it's always going to be a tough competition to compete with the rugby. But um, if we can keep making World Cups and and the Phoenix keep the the flag flying in the in the A League on the path to New Zealand, um, it's only outwards from there. I'm kind of I'm tipping that uh, because you play in Australia that you kind of s- still think that you know you you haven't played overseas. If, do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, it's it's um, you know do you still harbour an ambition? Uh, well, you do play overseas. We, we understand that, but uh, do you still harbour an ambition to you know follow the suit of you know countrymen like Ryan Nelson, Chris Killen, and and uh, going back many years, Winton Roofer, um, to play maybe in Europe? Yeah, definitely. Uh, when I was a little kid. Uh, I dreamed of being a professional footballer and representing my country and playing professionally overseas. And like you say, Australia is overseas um, to a Zealander, but um, that's the one goal that I have not um, been been able to tick off yet. So hopefully I can keep performing with the Jets for the rest of the season. Um, I am off contract, but I love it here in Newcastle. But if something comes along, um, it would be a dream come true to, to go further abroad and, and test my ability. Um, overseas somewhere. Well, Jeremy, uh, the Fort Diego's management team has already put together a little <laughs> compilation of the uh, you know the highlights reel. We can send it out to anywhere you want. All right, thank you very much for that. <laughs> now, Jeremy, you've played in Central New South Wales last week against Adelaide, and you've also played in North Queensland. And from a from a, a person who watches the A League, I actually really felt a loss when North Queensland weren't in the competition for financial reasons. You're in a good position to comment. We may never get another team there, but if there was a way for it to be persevered with, were there legs in North Queensland as terms of a, a team that could play in the A-League competition? Yeah, for sure. I was um, pretty pretty gutted myself when, when uh, I found out the Fury were going to be folding. Uh, the great following. Um, there's a lot of kids that play the game up in North Queensland, not only in Townsville, but in Cairns and Mackay and surrounding areas. So it was, it's disappointing for those kids because it's going to be harder for them to get an opportunity now. Um, obviously, with the Cowboys up there, it was um, always going to be hard to, to sort of break onto the scene football-wise, but um, there was definitely potential there. And um, Yeah, I'd like to see um, something go ahead to, to get another team back up in that area, and uh, you never know what's around the corner. But, um, yeah, there's definitely, definitely potential for it. Well, Jeremy, uh, we really appreciate your thoughts and uh, spending some time with the uh, Four Diego's here on World Football Weekly. Uh, we love watching you play for the Jets and also for your home country with the with the All Whites. Uh, good luck, and uh, yeah, you're just uh, hanging by a thread. You, you actually might get in the six. We don't know. Good luck <laughs> yeah, with that. We're, we're very close. Yes, all the best. Thanks uh, very much, Jeremy. That was a special Sosombrero moment with Newcastle Jets and All White star Jeremy Brockie.